your weekly hour in therapy is only about 10% of the work. So what do we do about the rest? Welcome to the 90% Podcast, a candid conversation about mental health and wellness featuring approachable tips that you can use in real life. The 90% is hosted by Tina and Clayton of The Therapy Studio, a creative and progressive approach to counseling. Welcome back to the 90% Podcast. Here we are. It's dark outside. It is so dark. It is only 6.49. My Apple Watch told me that um, the sun set was at like 4.40 something today, which is baloney. That is baloney. <laughs> um, so if you haven't noticed, we are slowly like hinting at our <laughs> hinting at our subject. Also, if you didn't read the title of the episode. Oh, that's true. But see, we haven't even come up with a title yet. So, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> like, get back over there. Um, so we have a request. And so this request, we're getting a lot of requests lately, which I am so all about because mm-hmm. it here's here's why I like requests. Because it takes some of the like brainstorming work away from us because we don't have to be like, hmm, what do we think people will want to listen to? And it's more here's what I want to listen to. Please make an episode about this. Very and, helpful. Yes. Incredibly helpful because we know we're being helpful. Um, I'm all about low risk and that is as little risk as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we got a request that was sent to us a couple days, if not the day after daylight savings, um, a few weeks ago. And it was, what are some tips to, cope with it getting dark at five o'clock um because it's the worst i believe this person said it is the worst (laughs) um or at least that's what i gathered from the the message um but yeah so we are going to do an episode on seasonal affective disorder today yeah um and just the effects of the seasons and daylight um on our mood and mental health yeah and we would say, I think an important caveat here is that like seasonal affective disorder is an actual like diagnosable disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the DSM-5. Yeah. And I did a little research and found out that approximately 5% of people um, have this at any given time. That said, um, I think probably most of us <laughs> experience it on some level. Um, whether it's like rises to the level of some sort of um, disorder and, and like causing dysfunction in our lives is one thing, but like I think most of us get some version of this um, most years. Totally, and when you when you think about humans, humans are mammals and mammals are animals. So this is like really like going from micro to macro. Yeah. But animals hibernate. Bugs hibernate in the winter. Bears hibernate. Like. <laughs> Yeah. All sorts of things just like burrow and and hang out in a warm, cozy spot and sleep as much as possible. Um, so why shouldn't we? I would love that, <laughs> to be honest. I would just absolutely love that, but that just is not realistic for human beings. Um, for who knows why. For all sorts of reasons, but that we don't have time <laughs> well, for Well, I say who knows why, and Clayton's like, for many reasons. For many but. reasons that we probably don't need to go through, because what we're talking about is that, um, you know, we have a, we are animals, we have a body, and 
we are affected by the sun. Our bodies <laughs> are sustained by the sun. And so what happens in this, um, what's happening kind of biologically is that we have these hormones, melatonin and serotonin, um, and mm-hmm. they are fueled by our access to the sun. And so in the winter months, we have a lot less access to sun. Um, particularly, um, I was reading about this too, like the farther north of the equator you live, um, the more challenging this is or more like susceptible we are to this these um, challenges. So um, there's something that's literally happening in your brain um, as you get less sunlight. And so there's no like, I don't know, shame or... Um, uh, I don't know, there's, there's nothing like wrong with us because we experience this. This is like a thing that is out of our control. Totally. And um, I do want to say that I have been doing a lot of learning about this new thing that I found, which is sleep chronotypes or, um, have you heard about this? No. Um, well, you're, so the sleep chronotype, so um. It's, it's this fun quiz, and you know I love quizzes. Um, I love personality, like any type of self-identification quiz or assessment that helps me learn more about myself. But anyway, so there are different sleep chronotypes, um, okay. and there are four different types that if someone really wants us to talk about this, you can request it. Yeah. Um, if you're interested, let us know. Yeah, if you're interested. But there are four different types of sleep chronotypes, and it all depends on when you're most productive during mm-hmm. the day. And a lot of that has to deal with what time of the day it is. So the particular type that I am is very much wake up when the sun is up, not like rising, but when the sun is up and out, and I start getting tired and I start like winding down when the sun is down. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm most productive in the afternoon. This is like, it, it's been mind-blowing for me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why it's really easy for some people to wake up at 5.30 in the morning and really difficult for some people to wake up at 5.30 in the morning because it depends on when your body and your internal clock um, aligns with the sun. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Some people are night owls and some people are, what was it, early early birds? Early birds or in the sleep chronotypes, it's some people are wolves and some people are lions. Okay. Um, And then also some people are dolphins, which is a very, very light sleeper who probably has insomnia. Okay. (laughs) More on this later if it's of interest to you. uh, If it's of interest to you, you know how to request it. That's right. Um, So... Well, Let's actually, talk. maybe people don't know how to request it. So if you wanted to request <laughs> request an episode, just click the link in the description of this episode, and it'll bring you right to a nice little text box where you can submit. Awesome. Yeah, super easy. We try to make things as easy as possible here. That's right. User-friendly. It's we, we're anxious humans, so you know we don't want you to be anxious. We don't want you to be distressed <laughs> by uh, participating in our podcast. <laughs> Anyway, so Clayton's going to tell us some of the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, so, I mean, the perhaps one of the more noticeable ones is that you feel sad or depressed. Um, and we're using depressed kind of loosely in this case, but 
Um, what's important here is not that like you have like a bad day or something like that, but that this is something that's extending over a period of time, um, probably uh, several weeks. It's more of a prolonged type of thing. It's also Winter situational. Blues. Yeah, by, it is situational. Yeah. But for a long time, a very long situation. Seasons. <laughs> it, seems, <laughs> it seems like it each time, right? <laughs> Uh, and so some of the other things that you might experience is a loss of interest. Um, that loss of interest tends to also connect with a loss of social interaction too. Um, it's cold outside. We're spending less time around. Um, as I think about uh, our present situation in a pandemic, this is perhaps even more compounded than it might otherwise be. Um, another way I think about this too is like, do you find yourself avoiding social interaction or avoiding the things that you would normally do if so then maybe this is something going on with you well i would like to pose a question to that okay so what if you're an introvert versus an extrovert because i know that i'm an introvert and so avoiding social interactions is very common for me it's very just who i am as a person Mm -hmm. but for you you're an extrovert so like how does how does that show up for you well for me it's it's that there's a marked change between this time of year versus another. And I, I suspect it's the same for an introvert. It's just a, like maybe a matter of degree. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think about like, I think about you in the summertime and you're like, let's have, you know, a Sunday hangout on the porch. But yeah, in the winter, it's it's not so much that. You're not really like, let's, you know, have people over and go on the porch. And like some of that is because it's a pandemic and you hate the cold. Um, it's true. <laughs> but it's also, maybe it's, you know, a little... Yeah. S-A-D. Sad. Feeling feel a little sad. <laughs> uh, well, and what comes along with that is, like, low energy. You have um, less energy that the sun gives us energy. Um, there, you might also experience changes in some of your kind of like physical patterns. So that includes sleep, eating, and, um, perhaps even like your use of substances. So alcohol in particular, or, uh, marijuana, any other substance that you're using, you may find an increase in that during these, these times when it's dark. And that is, uh, another thing to be watching for. Mm-hmm. Um, the last uh, that I have in my, my little list here is um, perhaps the, the most important, which is um, related to suicidal thoughts, and that that is um, another symptom that arises with um, this disorder. And again, this is at the level of the disorder that we're talking about, which I said is about 5% of people. And so that this like feature of suicidal thoughts may not um, hit everybody who has just kind of like general lowness the 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 majority of Mm -hmm. us right um but still if this is something that's coming up for you um it may be attached to um your kind of lack of access um to to the sun and like our general just Mm -hmm. like challenges during the the dark cold Mm -hmm. winter months Mm -hmm. is there anything that you would suggest for people who are starting to feel that way i would certainly uh, (laughs) encourage them to go find uh, a counselor um, and spend some time talking about that and, uh, get some support. And, Mm -hmm. um, if that's something being very, very open about that and, um, getting uh, a plan in place so that you Mm -hmm. can, um, be safe. Totally. And I do want to also say that having suicidal thoughts doesn't necessarily mean that something's wrong with you. It's actually very common to have suicidal thoughts, but it's also 
very, very dangerous to have suicidal thoughts and not have a plan in place for when those happen. Because, mm-hmm. of course, you know, if you've listened to any of our other episodes, your your brain is dysregulated. And so you're not thinking rationally. Um, and so it's very important to reach out to yes. someone, a hotline, um, a loved one, uh, your therapist, if you're ever noticing that in yes. yourself. And, and a lot of what we're talking about is is noticing. And, and I guess that's kind of why we're putting on this podcast, which is like, now is the time. And so <laughs> can we identify with these things that we should be watching for? So changes in our sleep, changes in our eating habits, changing changes in our uses of substances, mm-hmm. um, changes in thoughts, um, either mm-hmm. neg- just like general negativity or going as far as even suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something to notice. Something to notice. And yeah. And being aware about and talking with others about, and um, as Tina noted, uh, talking with your therapist about. Uh, quick, uh, quick check in here about um, a little factoid: uh, people who are more <laughs> likely to experience the the like the full disorder of seasonal affective disorder is um, they tend to be younger adults as a par- as compared to older adults. They tend to be women as compared to men. Um, and people with uh, bipolar disorder are particularly more likely to be susceptible mm-hmm. to um, SAD. Mm-hmm. Did you, in your research, did you come across any reason why it's usually young adults or why women as opposed to middle-aged or older adults or women versus men? I, I don't know about age. I have a theory um, that's completely just based off of uh, <laughs> a, an educated guess for why women as opposed to men. And uh, the language that I saw was that um, seasonal affective disorder is reported by women more Ah. often than men. And women Mm -hmm. uh, tend to be more likely to engage in therapy than men. And so that might be where that statistic comes from. That's true. Women are usually talkers. Yeah. so Men are usually internalizers. And so men are not necessarily (laughs) less likely to experience this than than women. Um, But it may just be a, a... Based on self-report. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's just a, a good guess. No, I think that's uh, a very, very professional guess. And based on my 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 professional opinion, I'm very glad that you are a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So, what can we do in the face of these symptoms if we find them coming on? Just sleep the entire day. We just like sleep until sleep until <laughs> April. Yeah, hibernate. That's what bears you, right? Yeah, it seems to be working for the bears. Um, okay, so let's say it's dark at four forty-five, and you are. It's been like that for a little while, and you're starting to notice um, one or some of these symptoms. What are some of the things that we can do? All right. So one of the suggestions is to use light therapy. Um, and no, that does not mean using our neon sign in our office um, and just standing in front of that during our sessions. That would be easy. <laughs> that would be really easy. Um, but so when you think about light therapy and you think about seasonal affective disorder, um, it's really just the absence or the decrease in the amount of UV light that you are being exposed to throughout the day. Um, so light therapy involves exposing yourself to light um, earlier in the day. <laughs> it's like a device, right, that you yes. use? It's a lamp. Mm-hmm. Usually it's a lamp. Um, and the research that I've done is a lot of different 
shapes and sizes and mm-hmm. wattages and all all sorts of things that can mimic um the uh, the sun basically mm-hmm. and it kind of tricks your brain into thinking that um that there's more more daytime than there actually is yeah. um what you're used to what you're like very similar to what you're used to in like the spring and the summer when the days are longer yeah. um so that it's not as stark of a change for you when yeah. daylight savings rolls around um in the fall yeah and uh to be clear like they these don't um expose you to extra UV light that's important <laughs> and also this is a thing you should talk to your doctor about right like uh or or your therapist mm-hmm. like some sort of uh, certainly encourage you to do this in collaboration if if this is a thing you want to pursue to do so in collaboration with a, a professional of some sort totally I mean it's something that I have been exploring myself um just so because I I really do suffer from seasonal depression and I I have a harder time getting out of bed and staying up, you know, to my normal bedtime mm-hmm. after daylight saving. So, yeah, talk to your therapist, talk to your doctor, um, and see what they recommend about this. Yeah, cool. Another option, speaking of speaking to your doctor, is <laughs> medication, uh, specifically antidepressants. So, a medication that's going to kind of um, counteract some of the um, depressive symptoms that you experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, something to talk to your uh, primary care physician about. Totally. And just to reiterate a lot of what has been said about medication um, lately, uh, it does not mean that you are weak. (laughs) It does not mean that something's wrong with you. it's just an intervention. It's something to try with the help of your doctor if your doctor believes that is a good a good route for you to take. Yeah. Um, and it, that it's not for everybody, but it might be for some people. And that's why that consultation is really important. Um, right. And that also that we're, I mean, medication, you know, we're talking about a disorder that literally arises because hormone levels have changed in your brain. And so medication is designed to um, counteract those levels in your brain, specifically serotonin. So um, there's uh, an opportunity here. And again, we are not um, in any way suggesting that um, one definitely should go do this, but it's something to talk to your doctor about if you think it might be helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, another tip we have is to seek counseling or seek hey. therapy. Um, LOL. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, definitely talking about your experience and talking about what it's been like for you to have the seasons change, you know, how it affects you that it's darker. What are the feelings that you're experiencing? What are the different thoughts that you're thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, because of the change in the amount of daylight. Um, it's, it's very helpful to talk to someone and I'm obviously a little bit biased. I'm sure you are too, but it's, it's a good intervention to have. And it's also a (laughs) go-to. You become more aware of what's going on, Mm -hmm. of those fluctuations in your kind of your thoughts and your feelings, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And also people's symptoms are never the same between two people and your therapist can help you, um, come up with strategies to cope with the particular symptoms that you're having. Absolutely. So kind of getting that customized support that you're looking for. 
Okay, what's the last one? <laughs> Our last one is um, taking care of your body. Um, because as I mentioned, this is something that is occurring in your body. Mm-hmm. And so there are things we can do with our bodies to uh, improve our experience. Um, and probably these improve your experience year-round, but they might have a significant impact in this, in this particular context that we're talking about. And so one is exercise, and that is getting your body moving as we're feeling slower and having less energy. That can be more challenging, but um, mm-hmm. all the more opportunity to um, kind of counteract kind of that and, and boost our energy levels. Yeah, it's true. I mean, um, Clayton knows this, obviously, but some of you know this, that I go to Orange Theory and I specifically book my classes at 7.30 in the morning to get myself out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm never enthusiastic about getting out of bed at like 6.50, 6.55, but I know that once I get to the studio, it's it always starts my day on a good note by just moving my body and getting out of bed and just jump-starting my day. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that is within my reach. Yeah. Um, so that's always helpful to me. To and it that. gives you kind of like a requirement or like, a, I don't know, it gives you something to, a, a really good reason to get out of bed. Motivation to get out of bed. Yeah, and it gives me, um, I don't know, I just, I like being done with my workout at the beginning of the day. Yeah, so. like getting it done with, Yeah. <laughs> Um, and some other options are, well, and, and these are not mutually exclusive. It's not like pick one. It's like pick as many as you can fit in. But like meditation is another one. That's uh, an opportunity to become more kind of uh, present and aware of what's going on in your brain, mm-hmm. uh, in your mind, and uh, to slow things down a little bit. Um, socialization, which is, again, going to be challenging this year with the pandemic. But insofar as you can do that in a safe way or also virtually, right? Uh, by phone or by, by something like, uh, some telecomp tele video conferencing uh, <laughs> platform of some sort. Um, we're, we're testing out some of that for, uh, our holidays this year, actually. Yeah. Right? yeah. And we'll probably be utilizing a lot of FaceTime, which is what I believe you were trying to think of as opposed to telehealth. Well, I was going to stay <laughs> zoom, but then I was like, do I really want to like, commit one platform over another so some sort of video conferencing um and then another one that i i saw in my research that um seems really obvious to me in retrospect but did not at the time um or beforehand was like to identify some sort of like creative activity that you can do during this time because that's it seems like that stimulates your brain um it probably can connect you to others by like kind of talking about your work or um showing other people your work so that can be like painting or or writing or playing, playing music, um, some sort of activity that is stimulating. Um, and it's not, uh, even if it's like sedentary cause you're like sitting, it's still like mentally stimulating, um, in a way that, um, might be more so than maybe watching TV or something. Totally. Like and it's also, you know, um, a form of mindfulness, um, because yeah. you're truly just being in the present moment. Like mm. what does this sound like? Or what does this look like? Or what am I going to put down next on this paper? Yeah. Um, it's very much taking you out of, out of, you know, anxiety, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like how late is it? Or like, oh my gosh, how much later can it be? Or like, I can't believe it's dark this late. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to like do this thing. <laughs> yeah. I can't be outside. So I'll be inside and I'm going to, 
play guitar. I'm going to work on my watercolors. I'm going to, you know, write this poem or whatever. Um, so some way of, yeah, engaging your, your, your brain, um, in, in this time, even if you can't, um, always be engaging in, in other ways. Totally. And that also helps with stress. It does. Mm -hmm. Creativity, any, anything that has to do with creativity or utilizing your creativity really helps with stress. Yeah. Um, so it's like a chew fire. Yeah. (laughs) And I would say like all of these, um, like meditation, exercise, creativity, socialization, all these are reducing stress. And in some ways we can think of this like lack of uh, sunlight that we experience in the winter as a kind of stressor on our, our bodies and our brains. And um, so, yeah. It's also, you know, grief. It's grief, right? Yeah. Like the, the grief of, of sunlight, yeah. like just not having summer. It's so, it's so funny because I don't know if any of you are like this, but like, in the summer, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till fall. And then like once fall rolls around, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish it was summer. It's just like <laughs> this endless state of grief that I'm in. I'm sure that cont- contributes to my seasonal depression. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a thing. It is It is a thing. Yeah. And <laughs> we, so yeah, there's like this, we can't change the passing of the seasons, but we can change our experience during that um, to some degree. And so... We hope this is helpful. Um, Again, this is about like heightening awareness around this thing. Notice when these symptoms show up and then um, we have some options for different ways to uh, counteract some of those challenges. Yeah, totally. And if you are interested in learning a little bit more about this or you want to know where we got our information from, we will put all of our resources in the description of this episode um so that you if you are interested in learning a little bit more about what's going on with you or if you want to bring something to your therapist after learning a little bit more about it um you can do that yeah check it out yeah learn might be good for your brain during the cold winter months totally and now i think you know after we sign off on this podcast we're going to do a little dance break and express our feelings creatively creatively yes. um because i'm feeling a little tired and tank is ptfo on the couch so oh, he just opened his eyes he's so cute um send in some suggestions we want to yeah. know what you guys want to hear about we are very eager to to respond to your suggestions. Yep. Link in the show notes. Bye, guys. Bye. The 90% Podcast is produced for educational purposes only. Although we hope it helps you live a happier, healthier life, this podcast is not intended as medical advice, nor as a replacement for counseling. You may want to consult with your doctor and or therapist before attempting any of the strategies offered here.